0: reference? Yes, it's from Good. RuPaul. I'm glad you finally fucking know something in pop culture.
1: <sighs> it's only because it's been shoved down my throat, literally.
0: That's the only way to have it.
1: That's the only way that gays do things. You shoved it down my throat, and now uh, I know a few things. I know sh- uh, Sashay Away, um, Lip Sync for Your Life. That's about it. Bring back my girls. I know those things.
0: I'm so sorry for you. Well, what I'm
1: alright. Uh, so, uh, welcome, questions. Welcome back to another episode of Your Queer-story. We are your hosts. We didn't do this the last time. We, we did didn't? We oh did my They don't even know who they're listening to.
0: Nope. Nope. Just, even though it says Evan Jones and Paul Hobbs on the episode, they would have no, no idea. No
1: clue. Well, they don't know which one is which. They don't know that this this beautiful, melodious voice belongs to me, Evan Jones. They don't and, know that.
0: Uh, this extremely gay. You know, okay, full disclosure guys and girls and everyone. I I give us a boost a base boost when I edit the episode, so okay. <laughs> Take a, listen to the episode and r- reduce the bass by like 20% and that's what we really sound like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome, great. Great. Um so everything about us is a lie. That's basically everything. Basically, yeah. We're not even queer
0: no i'm totally straight oh yes i love you know what i've i've never one thing i never understood growing up like Uh i always knew like i always knew i was gay but i didn't know what gay was like i didn't know the concept of gay yeah so i remember all of my friends in high school and like middle school being like oh my god that girl's so hot blah, blah blah look at her and i'd be like yeah, like I've just never, I've never been able to find a woman. Like I think women are pretty, yeah and I think they're beautiful and cute, but yeah. I've never like, like, ever had any like I've never been turned on or like thought they yeah. were so sexy or anything like that. Except for, Josephine Baker. Josephine Baker did really throw my just, brain through. A loop. She's very pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that I was looking at the pictures and I was like, huh. I've. I, I was confused. I, I, I was actually confused.
1: She's very well. I think it's a it's a mixture of like she's incredibly good looking and also she's incredibly talented and she's also like you know and you know guy. what when it's, I did like, see all the, this stuff
0: the documentary I watched did like she was singing as it like showed her uh-huh. so like I think hearing her voice along with the mm-hmm. visuals was like yeah I was very confused.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> I've I, I've always I've always been you know, like, more connected to women, but, like, I just... Enjoy, but I've been sexually attracted by all kinds of people. Everything? Like everything, basically. That toaster
0: oven over there?
1: Yeah, I could fuck a toaster oven. Look at oven those even. dials. Like, Damn. If you just try hard enough, you can make anything <laughs> sexual. No, I just... But I've just been, like, for people, like, I've just had a lot of different... Maybe I'm just a really horny person. Maybe that's all it is.
0: Maybe. And it's just
1: like, you know, I'm just in a You know what it is? You state. were repressed
0: for so long? Yes. Your body just needed to experience everything. And at once. it just
1: exploded and it's been exploding for the last eight
0: years. Just Good thing heaven. you own a lot of towels.
1: Yeah. That's right. I do have own a lot of <laughs> towels actually, to be honest. Um, so yeah, so I don't know where uh, yeah, so we're your host. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you want to follow us individually you can follow us on social media um i am on instagram and twitter at eb and j sandwich
0: follow me on twitter at the paul hobbs because there can only be one mm-hmm. and it's me motherfucker yep, yep. Z- uh i've been
1: doing better at my twitter i mean i think I you have, you've every been other tweeting
0: day. i've been very proud of you thank you even thank though you. you have like 25 followers i'm still proud of you you're trying it's not about
1: the followers
0: it is all about the followers. It's
1: about the love of the game you're trying. Right. No, You're trying. I, I I'm putting stuff. I'm trying to follow put stuff Evan
0: because he is feeling very sad.
1: <laughs> I'm not feeling sad. I'm totally fine. You can follow me, but I'm not feeling sad. I just I just don't put much. But you know why? Because I'm a writer, and I when I start writing. Yeah, you need need
0: space.
1: I need space. I need to be able to... I can't stand not having proper punctuation. I can't stand changing a two into the number two. Like, I can't stand that. And every time I start to to tweet something, if I can't have a small, concise thought, I get too, like, anal about it. And then I
0: can't do it. Oh, see, me, I hate writing. Mm -hmm. I, like, English was my least favorite class, so I'm like, perfect. I can rely on spell check for everything that I'm writing. Uh Uh-huh. And also condense everything that I'm thinking into three sentences, no. which is how I live my life. So that, that's it's perfect.
1: That's true, and that, that's why it works for you. So I'm trying more at Twitter. I I appreciate Twitter more. Like I I love like seeing what's trending and and like interacting with people through comments and following and people. But I just me personally writing my thoughts. I just have so much good stuff to say. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No. But yeah, follow us on social media, and of course, you can call, uh, You can check out your queer story on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter,
0: a couple Pinterest, other Pinterest, other YouTube. little things
1: if you want, but those are the things where we're like really interactive. Um, the if, only
0: place we're not on is Tumblr, and that's because um, I got a lot of angry people on yeah, Tumblr, and I ran away very fast.
1: <laughs> so yeah, not on Tumblr, but that's okay. You don't need that. Um, and we have... Our website, yourqueerstory.com. We haven't really updated the blog in a little while. That's that's when things calm down. If you've been following us, you know that the next two months are incredibly hectic for me and Paul.
0: Yes. So The whole year, honestly. It's, it's going to be busy. Your year slows down in like May, June, June. June. June my year will slow down. Mine just keeps on fucking going. Yeah.
1: Well, mine slows down, but then I'm I because of retail, it's going to start to pick up at like
0: <laughs> uh October. August, October. August? In no, September. September.
1: September. September starts at like mid-September, and then by October it's just full-blown. Then you're fucked you know. for the rest Yeah, of the year. then you're fucked.
0: <laughs> Until like the next March. <laughs>
1: exactly. It's just this year, because normally, yeah, it would be slow in March, but because we started to get married and buy the house and all the other shit that's going on with that.
0: So I don't know how it, you're not great yet. I
1: don't know. You gotta do it now. You know?
0: Just get it all done.
1: Get it out of the way. So, what'd you do this week?
0: Uh, yes. What day is today? Monday? Yesterday I went to a drag show. Surprise. Wow. I know everyone is surprised right now. Every single person. Yeah. No, but this place was like, it wasn't in like a city. It was in kind of a smaller little town. Um, the people there got wild. Like yeah. the straight girls were dancing on the bar. Mm-hmm. It was wild. And then I had a little too much to drink. So then I decided for David and I, we needed 30 wings to split. Oh, good. Um, and yeah, I had a lot of fun. The day before that, I was working. So for everybody that has been following, I've talked about starting a business. I'm starting a web design business. I've been Mm -hmm. working on that website, designing the pages for that, reaching out to potential people who might want their website either created for the business or redesigned or whatever, Um, and working, and yeah, I've (laughs) never resting. Never resting, yeah. Good. Yeah, that's what I've been doing.
1: Um, Samantha and I met with our wedding coordinator, and we like got a lot of our final details settled. Like we figured out what we're gonna have at the wedding to eat. Um, we kind of had an idea, but we what had are we that. having? Um, we are actually gonna have a lot, a variety of items because we're doing a buffet. So yeah. there's chicken parmesan. Is it like a
0: one time? Like, can I just go as many? You times can go I want? until the food is out. Yeah, there's a limit. Well, Why does the food end?
1: Because th- that's just how it is. They they serve enough for buffet style of 135
0: people. You're having way- my wedding's going to have like four people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I told you before, Paul, it is not a lie. 120 of those people are all Samantha's families, okay? Her <laughs> family and her friends, and I've got my 10 people.
0: Let me tell you, it's going to be you, Katie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to offend some people because I'm going to forget you. I'm sorry, but... Oh, Jess. Uh-huh. Um... And Billy. Yeah, like those yeah. people, like yeah. like the very the people that we talk to. Mm-hmm. And then like my mom, my sister's like I'm probably Oh you're gonna talking have...
1: about your wedding. I was talking about my wedding. like yeah.
0: I'll probably have like Billy will be yeah, invited, yeah. but like <laughs> realistically, my side's gonna have like let's see, how many family members do I even talk to? I don't know. It's like thirteen ish? Yeah. So like probably a whole like fifteen, isn't that how many you have that are on your side? Yeah. Yeah. Like total. <laughs> and then David yeah. His family alone is going to be like 60 people. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows?
1: Your, your wedding won't be that small, but it'll probably be a little more intimate. It's just that Samantha's mother, Suzanne, wants to invite half of fucking Rhode Island, which I get it. She's proud and happy that her kid's married, better than my parents that aren't even showing up. That's so true. like, She's actually proud of us, but still. <laughs> but it'll be, it, it's still, it's a good group of people. I know most of them anyways, and it'll be a lot of fun.
0: If I don't know your birthday without Facebook telling me, you're probably not going to get an invite to my wedding. Well, let me put it that fair.
1: way. I think that's fair.
0: Yeah, there you go. That's the T. That's that's how you're <laughs> that's how you're going to
1: decide your wedding list. Do I
0: know your birthday? Nope. you're not no. getting an invite.
1: Okay. I hope you you know you all your as you say your grandparents, but yeah.
0: Besides Katie, I don't know Katie's birthday. November twenty sixth or something. It's like that.
1: It's literally two days before your boyfriend's birthday, November twentieth. No. No, it's two days after. November 24th.
0: Yes. Yeah, see, I knew it was the. Li- it then.
1: literally goes David's birthday, my sobriety. Sorry, anniversary, Katie. <laughs> Katie's birthday. Every year, we have a celebration for it's David's three di- birthday, it's, my sobriety, and Katie's It's three birthday. days
0: of me drinking. Uh, it's your sobriety. I'm like, hey, Lord,
1: <laughs> but, <I'm ready."> Congratulations <laughs> on your sobriety. You, that's fantastic. I'm going to take a shot for
0: you. So Paul is excited for me to get
1: married because he gets to take all my shots all night. Yes.
0: Yeah, so your exactly. bachelor party, I'm, yeah. I'm, we're getting like a whole bachelor sash and everything. Uh-huh. So you better be ready.
1: Oh, I'm super
0: ready. We might end up in Boston. We might end up up in LA, you never know what's gonna happen. Just I'm be not. ready. I'm gonna end
1: up in fucking Miami with no clothes, no <laughs> idea how I got
0: there. No, you're the only one who's gonna know how you got there. <laughs> <laughs> in a the car up full of, of
1: assholes.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna wake up the <laughs>
1: <laughs> still
0: the drunk and be like,
1: "Is it your, is it your bachelor, bachelor party, sir?" And you're gonna be like, I was my best friend's bachelor party," <laughs> but I'm the one that got wasted. And you're just
0: gonna sit there mad as fuck. It's exactly. gonna happen. It's gonna yeah. happen.
1: Anyways, we should get back on track. I think we're way—I don't know what the fuck we're talking about anymore. Thing is, <laughs> we're busy with stuff. Check us out on social media. Follow us. All that good jazz. Um, and now uh, let's play. Play.
0: You already ruined the
1: episode. Ah, sorry, nah, nah, nah. What are, That's what are not things that you out. say? What are, what are things that people say? Apples. What, what are foxes? The brown fox jumped over the fence.
0: Are you talking religion right now?
1: No, this is a thing that people say as a as a as a speech exercise. The quick brown fox jumped over the long
0: Is that the thing that when you go to download a new font? They have that written I, in all the different like sizes. I, no, I don't think that's no. They
1: don't have that anymore. If you do what when you mean like download a font, I've never downloaded a font in my life. Whatever's in my <laughs> my my writing thing, that's the font it's I'm using. All
0: <laughs> Times New and all the time. <laughs>
1: that works. <laughs> okay, let's pay tribute to our Native American and First Nations listeners and queer followers as we discuss the history and concept of Two Spirits. Before we delve into the past, we need first to explain um, what the term Two-Spirit means and in what context it is appropriate. So hold on to your hats, white people. It turns out that it is not a term for you to use.
0: Surprise. You don't get to fucking use everything.
1: Exactly. It's not all about you. This is very important because I hear a, a lot of... I've heard a lot of like younger people. I know we came and
0: slaughtered your ancestors and took their land, but can we just can we just just use your term? term?
1: Yeah. Well, there's just well because people who don't understand what the term two spirit means, like they just are like, oh, that that sounds like me, so I'm going to identify that way. But this is very specifically for Native Americans. It is it is based in their heritage and their culture. And some Native Americans don't even like the the term two spirit. They have their own individual words for for their tribe or their group. But um, it, this is the most universal use term, so that's why we're using it. Um, but it, it can vary from group to group. But what we do know is that it is for Native Americans and only Native Americans.
0: Period. Period. Done. You can't End of use discussion. it.
1: And um, we'll get to that. Okay. I put a little joke in here. So adopted in 1990 at the Indigenous Lesbian and Gay International Gathering, the term two-spirit was coined as a replacement for the outdated and inappropriate term, bradash. The former word had been used for centuries to describe gay men. However, its roots referred to the Persian term bradash, which meant a boy slave held for sexual purposes. The term also held the antiquated misunderstanding of gender variance, which, as we've stated many times, is the idea that all homosexuals want to be women and all lesbians want to be men. Not only does this not accurately describe the differences between gay, lesbian, and transgender people and completely ignore bisexuals, but Pradesh also never quite captured the essence of the individuals in which to describe. So in 1990, a much more fitting term, two-spirit, was introduced.
0: Two-Spirit is a sacred, spiritual, and ceremonial role that is recognized and confirmed by the elders of the Two-Spirit's ceremonial community. It is not recognized in the same way we recognize English interpretations of sexuality and gender identity. While different tribes may choose other words more directly connected to their culture and language, Two-Spirit has, for the most part, been accepted across the First Nations and Native societies. And because of its history and specific origination within Native American culture, it is not appropriate, as we've said, for a white individual to adopt this term. Even if you have a whopping one and 64th to one and 1024th Native American heritage, just like Elizabeth Warren.
1: So you can't use it. So again, so the, the white girl is like, but see, the thing is that I'm one and one, one third Cherokee, so it's okay. No, it's not, sweetheart. It's not. You're doing, not only are you doing dis- a disservice, you're just, it's a disrespectful to the entire Native American community, but especially to two spirit individuals.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So Michelle Cameron, who wrote in her published study, Two Spirit, Two Spirited Aboriginal People Can Continuing cultural appropriation by non-Aboriginal society. That's I'm a glad very glad you read that. That is a very like <laughs> the difference between books and scientific journals. That's the difference right there. Because scientists, uh, you know, anthropologists, they don't give a fuck how long their title is, how wordy it is. They're going to tell you exactly what it is. They're not trying to sum anything up for you. All right. So the, this paper and a journal study further explains why the term Two spirits" is for natives the term two-spirit was chosen to emphasize our differences and our experiences of multiple interlocking oppressions as queer aboriginal people when non-aboriginal people decide to take up the term two-spirit it detracts from its original meaning and diffuses its power as a label of resistance for aboriginal people already there is so much of first nations of first Nations culture that has been exploited and appropriated in this country. Must our terms of resistance also be targeted for mainstream appropriation and consumption? Two spirited is a reclaimed term designed by aboriginals to define our unique cultural context histories and legacy when people do not see the harm in sharing the term they are missing the point and refusing to recognize that by appropriating the term they will inevitably alter its cultural context yeah yeah, So I, would just, I would just hope we're making it real clear for you Just put a lot of stuff in the beginning Because I just wanted to make it real clear for people Because the last thing I want is for someone to hear this episode And then walk away And not use the, the term appropriately And then be
0: like well I heard it on the Young Queer Stone exactly. podcast Exactly It's not for you unless you are Native American
1: we've said it many times i hope that everybody's made it we've made it very clear
0: (laughs) so again (laughs) i'm gonna say it one more time last time (laughs) stop stealing indigenous people's shit instead honor them by learning about their culture and respecting two spirits for the incredible beings they really are in order to see these humans in all their glory we must go back to a time before the white man came For over 14,000 years, millions of natives roamed across the North and South American continent, evolving as humans and societies the same way their fellow earthly inhabitants were evolving in Africa, Asia, and Europe. They built towns and villages, then eventually cities and empires, an incredibly diverse group of people who spread across the Americas and divided into tribes. Each one different from the next. From their preferred method of housing to their preferred method of feeding their families, no two groups were identical. While most Hollywood movies depict the cookie-cutter image of teepee camps filled with buffalo hunters, the realities are that the First Nations varied as much in their societies as any other continent.
1: Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, when you watch... I don't know if you ever watch old westerns.
0: Mm. But yeah. I've seen a few. Yeah.
1: See, I grew up watching old westerns. Well, that's like, because
0: you weren't allowed to watch anything that's else. That's true. This is, like, the ideal America.
1: Exactly. Yeah, like, this is back when men were men and women were women. And, you know, the white man ruled the earth. Uh, so, like, a lot of John Wayne... All, pretty much every John Wayne movie I've seen. A lot of, like, Gary Cooper and... Uh, yeah, anyways. If you watch old movies, you know what I'm talking they about. They all
0: have... They- Every single Native American society in these movies is, like, five exactly. teepee huts <laughs> and, like, one main hut. And they're uh-huh. all, like, almost naked walking around.
1: Exactly. Yeah, see, so you, you, you've hardly seen any movies and you know exactly what yeah. it is. And it is the exact same thing. And it's so preposterous because, I mean, the Amer- America—I mean, just look at America today and how different we are. But, like— these groups they weren't all related. Like they just all lived on Native on America, so they were all different. Like some were hunter gatherers, some were um or hunter hun- some were gatherers, some were farmers, some were hunter gatherers. So, you know, everybody had their different ways in their different societies. Some lived in mud huts, some lived in teepees, some um you know built their built their you know houses like we do. Like mm-hmm. a, everybody was different. So this idea that all Native Americans you know dress the same, look the same, are the same. It's just preposterous. It just doesn't fit in any reality of what how societies are. It just are.
0: helps build an idea mm-hmm. that we were always superior. That's exactly. all it does.
1: Yeah, it makes them look small, right? Like exactly you and your your little teepees on your little your little area, a small group of you, you know, off to the side. Um, and, and by and by making everyone look the same, it made it easier to. Um, To discriminate And it made it easier Obviously for stereotypes Harmful stereotypes That were easy for people To make fun of Belittle And therefore again Discriminate against
0: right. And so And it just Builds a thing like Well we had to help them Right they didn't know what they were doing We had to come in And help them
1: Literally What people said Literally that's what The missionary said Exactly Like we are gonna it come And save you Everyone
0: all. It is nationalism You have all been taught To be nationalists Exactly From kindergarten from your parents probably unknowing that they were taught to be oh yeah yeah
1: just that's that is what america was that's that's how we were going to be great and part of it stemmed from a pride so that we could break away from you know king george but i mean still like even but yeah we installed Mm -hmm. instilled this nationalism so that we could get people to go off and fight wars and fight for causes even if those causes weren't worthy right
0: and even today sorry i know i'm getting distracted but I've been watching these documentaries, and every documentary I, wa- I watch that is involving, like, the White House, the president, mm-hmm. they're like, this house is the most powerful man in the world. Mm-hmm. Every single time. And while that may be true from maybe, like, a military standpoint, yeah, like, the world, like... <laughs> in general? It's, it's insane. Yeah. It's insane that this is just being force-fed, 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 for- like, everything you've ever learned is that America's number one. It, what are we number one in right now, besides military and, like... Assaulting people. Are, yeah. Assaulting countries. Like,
1: <laughs> and attacking I'm people. I'm serious. Um, we are number one in... We're not um, number
0: one in infrastructure. We're not number one in education. We're not number one in healthcare. We're not number one in science. So We're, we're number one in fundamentalist
1: Christianity. We're number one in believing in angels. Hmm. That's We are number one in... Yeah. Sounds like we're not bullshit. getting anywhere. No. <laughs> it's not helping. So, yeah. But yeah, it's been drilled in our heads our entire lives. America is the greatest. We've, we rule the world. Everyone bows to us. And you get older. And it's it's interesting the way the internet and social media connects us now. Like, you can see... It's really hard to believe that lie
0: anymore. Mm-hmm. It was
1: easy to believe that lie 30 years ago. Oh, yeah. 100 well, years ago.
0: Well, I haven't I have been alive for 30 years, but...
1: Are you trying to make an old joke? Is that what you're trying to do? You're trying to make fun of people who are 30? I'm
0: trying to make fun of you.
1: Okay. My point was, (laughs) before the internet, it was easy to believe that America was number one because you only had your newspapers and your television. Mm -hmm. Now you can sit there and you can play games with someone who lives in another fucking country and try telling that person that you're number one. Try telling half the people in your country today that that we're number one. We know this shit's not real.
0: Hey, Queerstians, thanks for listening to today's episode of Your Queer Story. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with your free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service.
1: I love Audible. I have had my subscription for over two years, and it is worth every single penny. I listen to it all the time.
0: I hate to read, but I love listening to things while I work. Audible gives me the opportunity to listen to the best-selling books while I'm at my computer or driving and makes the day fly by. And the best
1: part is that Audible offers a wide variety of queer-friendly books as well. So you can listen to anything from The Queer History of the United States by Michael Bronsky to over 200 LGBTQ fantasy novels.
0: To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com queer. Again, that's audibletrial.com queer for your free audiobook.
1: So back to the Native Americans. Not only did they vary in their language and rituals and cultural methods, but they varied in the way they viewed gender as well. All Native American societies recognized three to five genders. Now I say all, um I should say almost all because it's in every any group, there's always a couple people or there's always a couple folks that say no, we never did that. But mm-hmm. but from from histories that have been gathered. The overwhelming majority show that they recognize... The ones that weren't
0: burned by the fucking American nationalists. That's true.
1: From what we can gather, um, uh, almost all Native American societies recognize three to five genders. There was male, female, then two-spirit females, and and two-spirit males, and the third sex. So the third sex, depending on the group, uh, could often be split up into two-spirited males and two-spirit females. And another group, which we don't have a name for, but which today would be recognized as transgender. So it varies again from the group. And this is all uh, using English to describe these terms. And so um, just by using English, we're losing a lot of the meaning. But, um, it's, but you know the point is that they recognize more than two genders. Lost in
0: translation.
1: Lost in translation. Yeah. Depending on the tribe or culture, the status of two spirits would vary. In most cases, however, they were considered equal to or above their contemporaries. Many two-spirit individuals were regarded in high spiritual esteem and held religious positions such as shamans. So, Shamans.
0: Um, when David lived in Hawaii, he learned about a lot about their native culture. Mm-hmm. And it was like the same thing in native Hawaiian culture that... Um, They actually, if like a child expressed a transgender identity, like if they Mm -hmm. saw their like son or whatever, um, presenting as female at a young age, Mm -hmm. they would actually raise that child to be like a woman and it wouldn't, it was like just not even a question. Yeah. Well, it was that's just natural.
1: That's what a lot of tribes did in, in Native American mm-hmm. culture. So like when what I talk about, I don't know if it's now. Oh yeah, and if the next paragraph. I always
0: spoil everything. Sorry. No, he's not he's not, <laughs> it's not he's not
1: he's not because I just we you know, we end up, end up explaining it anyways. But yeah. So it, it again, it varied from culture to culture, but typically in a lot of them if a child, you know, born male or you know said to be born male and then they express themselves female then they would be raised as female and other groups um where the child kind of varied between two genders they would at a certain age they would choose Mm -hmm. which gender they wanted to live at and then there were some that would just they always vary between you know
0: well and see and that's how david said it was in hawaii and he said like like how i just said he said Mm -hmm. that like the they were held in high high regard high esteem and like it just that just goes to show you how much Christianity really suppressed yeah. people and really changed everything because if like these native tribes all over the world, I mean, Hawaii and like the cont- continental United mm-hmm. States are not connected by any way. Yeah. And they both were, came up the same way. Mm-hmm. It's all controlled by religion.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. It definitely is. It was, yeah, it's a suppression of white men. really, because the thing, you know, the thing about it, like it, they saw it as a gift, right? Because, mm-hmm how un- unique it is that you know I well, I only see the world from a male perspective or I only see the world from a female perspective you get to see two perspectives they were considered to have two hearts right. you know you have the heart of a male and the heart of a female so you must be gifted by the gods the creator uh you know the great one whatever whatever term they use but you must be gifted with this and there must be a special purpose for you to have this gift right. so rather than hiding it or taking it away we want to honor that we want to utilize it to make our nation better So think
0: of how incredible life could be
1: think of how amazing it would be uh, if we, were a- we had been able to do that instead of taking 500 years mm-hmm. to fucking suppress the shit out of a group of people and, and ourselves as well mm-hmm. and uh, obviously we, the white man did it to ourselves first before
0: we trapped across oh, the
1: continents doing it to everyone else
0: so because of their ability to slip between gender, some cultures assigned two-spirits the roles of matchmaker or peacemaker or overall meditators. Mediators. Or overall mediators, not meditators. <laughs> it was thought that with their understanding of both mindsets, they could better address issues of disagreement. In other groups, a two-spirit individual would live their lives fluidly for the first 10 to 12 years before finally picking a gender. Two-spirit females, those with the anatomy of a female, would assume the roles and dress of men, traditionally training as warriors and hunters. Two-spirit males would assume the roles and dress of the woman, gathering food and taking care of the children. Two-spirit females also took women for wives, and the two-spirit males were married to a male warrior. In a few cases, an individual was simply unable to pick a gender, and those individuals were usually regarded in the highest esteem, almost as a demigod or as the highest spiritual advisor.
1: And again we're using very general terms. Not every group is going to do this. Not every nation is going to treat their two spirits this way or not every two spirit in every nation is going to act this way. That's a, a two spirit and we're using again English to describe this so that's why we say two spirit females but two spirit feet not every two spirit female in every nation would take women as wives. Some would marry men, men some wouldn't marry at all because you were seen as a whole separate uh entity almost. Mm-hmm. So uh, this so these are general terms again, nation to nation, it varies can 't say that enough, nation to nation, it varies, but to use the most common forms that these were the most common practices. So of all the different and difference and variances from culture to culture, the recognition of fluidity in gender was nearly universal in North America but luckily the white man with a stick of his ass and a bible in his hand was here to save the poor poor natives from the error of their ways prior to 1492 north america was a thriving continent Historians have estimated anywhere between 18 million and 100 million Native Americans. Very big difference. Very big, yes. And we realize that's a big jump in numbers. The argument over how many indigenous people inhabited in North America prior to Columbus is actually one of the most hotly debated topics in anthropology. Mm. Uh, it's riveting, we know. Suffice it to say that there was a hell of a lot of new of people here when Columbus showed up to claim the so-called
0: New World. I can't imagine they thought... Let's document how many people we have, so that way, when this white man decides to fucking show up <laughs> right? and just take over everything and give us blankets riddled with diseases, yeah, um, will n- that way the world can know? Right, it's like, so like, fucking ridiculous.
1: Well, yeah, never, never. Th- should we? Should we be counting everybody? No. Why would we need to count everybody? Well, it's not like we're just gonna suddenly be wiped out. <laughs> Um, there is a really good book. I put the reference at the end so I can't remember the author. Uh, actually Charles Mann. I did remember his name. So 1491, Charles Mann has written two really good books. One is 1493, which I have not had a chance to read, but I love 1491. So I'm sure 1493 is good. That was actually his first one, 1493, where he talks about you know, America in the Colombian era. And there's 1491, 1491 talks about all the native Americans, um, in, in North and South America, um, and Central America as well. Um, the, the Incas, the Mayans are just incredible. Like it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talks about that. Uh, it's a really good book. It's very big. It's very long, but it's really interesting if you can stick with it. Um, and he, and he talks, of course, about the, the debate over how many people there were. Because we just really don't know. Because mm-hmm. we just destroyed, we didn't care about their histories. We destroyed them. We wiped them out. So we don't know just so just from looking at ruins and bones in general and scraps of information that we can piece together. Like I said, anywhere between 18 to 100 million. But that's a lot of fucking people. Even if it was only 18 million. Yeah, absolutely. That's a lot. You know? So
0: the Spanish explorers were immediately put off by the natives. However, not just because of the aboriginals' fierce battle skills and terrifying war paint, but also because they let men dress as women. How could they? I don't know how they could. That's absolutely a sin against God. Wow.
1: That's the most terrifying thing about this whole thing.
0: And women as men and... Oh. (laughs) And they also let women dress as men. (laughs) And they acted like they were more than two genders, Whoa. For real, though, the Spanish colonizers were enraged at the so-called violation of gender norms. In one of the first recorded accounts of violence against Native Americans by white explorers, Italian historian Pietro Machir (laughs) D'Angeri, uh, something like that, (laughs) wrote, in 1516, that Vasco Balboa caught several native men dressed as women engaging in sex with other men. As punishment for their gross sins, Balboa had the forty men who were wearing the women's clothes torn apart by English English mastiffs.
1: Those are those really big dogs. Look them up. So, um, it's a, there's actually a painting of it of Balboa feeding the uh, two spirits to the dogs because it's specifically the two spirit individuals that he fed to the dogs. Jesus. So, yeah. Um, this was only the beginning of the atrocities that would befall the First Nations and all Amer- Native Americans. In addition to the explorers and conquistadors, the indigenous yeah, thank. Well wow, look at you have one. And I know con- that word. <laughs> and conquistadors, the indigenous people were plagued by an equally cruel foe: the missionaries. As soon as the Christians overseas heard of the lost people of the New World, they packed their bags and Bibles and headed across the ocean to save the native souls. Excuse me.
0: (laughs) I know you've been living this way for thousands of years, and and you all are people, but I Mm -hmm. just want you to know that you're all wrong.
1: Mm. I need you to
0: know that you're all wrong. You know why you're wrong? Listen, you're wrong because we have the guns. (laughs)
1: Well, you got a point there, I guess. Because you're sticking it to my head, so I guess I can't really argue with you.
0: Pretty? That's literally what happened. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, it is literally what happened. So, the missionaries were astounded by the perceived complete lack of gender and sexual boundaries among the aboriginals. Some of the tribes didn't even wear clothes, let alone the proper ones. In his journals, the French Jesuit missionary Jacques Marquette wrote, I know this. I know not through what superstition some Illinois as well as some Naduce that's one I don't know that tribe while still young assume the garb of women and retain it throughout their lives.
0: Heaven yeah, forbid.
1: There is some mystery in this, for they never marry and glory in demeaning themselves to do everything that women do. Because which being is a so woman so they go to war, however, but can only use clubs and not bows and arrows, which are the weapons of proper men. They present at all the juggleries and at the solemn dances in honor of Calumet. at these they sing but, but but must not dance. They are summoned to the councils, and nothing can be decided without their advice. Finally, through their profession of leading an extraordinary life, they pass for manitas, that is to say, for spirits or persons of consequence. She was very shocked. That these people would be revered when they were so clearly—I uh, don't even know—wrong. Yeah,
0: I I'm trying to think of an offensive word, but I—I'm like, <laughs> it's just so mind blowing. Yeah, right? How everything
1: in that whole that whole writing was just like, just one offensive thing after another. Literally, just
0: back to back. It's like, how can how many people can we offend <laughs> in as little amount of time as possible? Right. <laughs> so right. while it may sound as though Marquette holds some. Con- uh, re- Reverence for two spirits. In reality, he was appalled by these breaches in the white man's social standards. In seventeen O two, another missionary, Pierre Liette, wrote, "The sin of sodomy prevails more among the Miami more than in any other nation." Some things never change.
1: <laughs> I put the some things never change because I can't believe in Miami. They're like the sodomy prevails more yeah, in whatever. It's true. It's true. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Even though there are four women to one man, it is true that the woman although debauched, Retain some moderation, which prevents the young men from satisfying their passions as much as they would like. There are four women to one man. He could, he could have four one, women, and instead, he just doesn't. He, he just, doesn't. He he just chooses, wants to fuck another guy. He just re- chooses to respect them. <laughs> I, I, I just don't understand that they're concept. Just, you
1: know what it is? They're just, they're just gentlemen. That's what they are. They're just gentlemen. They're always going off with their buddies. They're leaving the girls alone. They're not raping them. They're just off with their buddies, and they're so affectionate. You know, they're so affectionate. They show so much love to each other.
0: I don't understand that. <laughs> See where I'm from? You're supposed to hit your wife. You're supposed to just take her and do whatever you want with mm-hmm. her. And you know what? That's okay because Jesus Christ said it's okay. Because, well, the
1: reality is that
0: women were created for men. And I, that's the Don't thing. you know? That's how so life you, is.
1: You can do whatever you want to a woman, and that's just what's there for. That, what do you expect? What do you expect? Oh, wow. Wait until the Native Americans get to learn our ways. They're going to be super excited. Mm-hmm. So, the missionaries and colonizers were so uncomfortable by two spirits that the legend of their power soon transformed into sheer terror. The Iroquois used this to their advantage, or I think it's Iroquois. Iroquois used this to their advantage and put their two-spirit tribe members on the front lines, partly because of the ferociousness of their female warriors, noted by many survivors as the most fierce of all the warriors, but also because the European soldiers found the men in dresses equally terrifying. This is true. Like, the guys were... I just as afraid. They're like, oh my god, this guy's wearing a
0: dress! Get the fuck off the field! You know what? Probably they were probably excited. <laughs>
1: That's probably what money, it was. It's really hard to ride a horse when you have a raging boner mm-hmm. because it just keeps knocking up. Your dick's gonna get knocked off. Absolutely. So, of course, this ridiculous basis of fear is stemmed in homophobia, the root cause of so much abuse against queer individuals. In 1775, the Franciscan monk Piedron Font wrote of the intrigue. Of the indigenous tribes of California.
0: Among the women I saw, some men dressed like women, with whom they go about regularly, never joining the men. From this I inferred that they must be hermaphrodites, but from what I later learned, I understood that they were sodomites, dedicated to the nefarious practices. From all the foregoing, I conclude that in this matter of inconsistency, incontinence. From all the foregoing, I conclude that in this matter of incontinence, there will be much to do when the holy faith and the Christian religion are established among them. Because we have to wipe their, wipe their filthy ways away,
1: their nefarious ways away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the bunch of sodomites. Oh, we have, we just have so much to do. We're just, I'm swamped. I'm swamped with how many sodomites we have to. Margaret,
0: bring me my dinner. It's gonna be a long night. <laughs> It's though so because... Oh, do you want to read? There you go.
1: Right. Because the European Christians could not conceive of gender outside of their Euro norms, all two-spirit individuals were seen simply as homosexuals and perverts, instead of the often revered societal members who were bestowed with the gift of two hearts. Again, the concept of a two-spirit person runs much deeper than simply gender and sex. It is a spiritual endowment given by the Great Spirit or creator or grandfather, depending on a cultural name for the heavenly being. Though they weren't above the law, there are several accounts of two spirits suffering the consequences of poor choices, such as horse theft. That aside, most were still held in high esteem. But hate abounds in any society. The Iak of Cordova, Alaska, claimed to this day to have never had more than two genders, and that any member who did not fit their roles would be held in the lowest esteem. Perhaps this is true, Perhaps it is due to Euro-colonialism and the hatred of the Christian settlers had for the natives, especially Two-Spirit natives.
0: And it's really hard for a culture to come out and claim that because... You don't know. You don't like. You only know what has been taught since those people came and yeah. took everything over and changed everything.
1: Oh yeah, well that and that's what that's what a lot of the writers that I was reading said. You know when like there are a few tribes that still insist that they never had they never recognized more than two genders, mm-hmm. but you're we're going up against 500 years of instilled homophobia, homophobia, right. transphobia, like uh, you know. Maybe, maybe they're they're right. But I'm
0: sure there were a few. Here I, there, and there. I'm there sure there could have been. But that's
1: why I say homophobia can be in any place. It doesn't, you know, exactly. It's not just to the white man. We're just really, really good at it.
0: Absolutely, we're good at discrimination. We're good <laughs> at we're good at nationalism. People, let's be oh, real. We are, we are so good at pretending we're superior than everyone. Mm,
1: if you want to know what we're number one in, it would be those things. Yes. So, kudos to us. <laughs>
0: As the Puritans poured into the Americas and established their laws, the Aboriginals felt that the, tar- felt the targets on the- their backs widen. Not only were the natives refusing to give up their lands and their gods, but they were flaunting their sinful lifestyles in the face of the godly, murderous, white settlers. In most cases, the Europeans wouldn't have stood a chance against the thousands of warrior tribes banding together to protect their home. However, white colonizers had unwittingly brought the most deadly of weapons, disease. Since the aboriginals had never faced scarlet fever, or the bubonic plague, or the measles and chickenpox, pox, or uh, smallpox, and mm. all the diseases riddled in Europe, their native immune systems could not withstand the onslaught of illnesses brought their way. Within just a century, over half of the eastern populations were wiped out. Which,
1: you know, of course, the white people thought it was just God blessing them, but really they were just so fucking dirty that they just brought it all over with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, London, England, like all... Like, all the
0: rats and fleas. Oh my God. And- the
1: Europe, Western Europe was filled. It was a nightmare. The people shit in the streets. They died in the streets. They left their dead bodies rotting in the streets. And then they so, grab a cart. And, and they, got, hey Johnny, <laughs> got another one over on
0: Main Street. Exactly. Go grab Just there's one he's been guy's there for three job. Weeks.
1: One guy's job is to go around and pick up all the dead people and dump them somewhere. And, you know, so, yeah, you build up an incredible immune system when you're living in that filth. And they're like, you know, it's the Lord. The Lord is the one that's 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 giving this land to us. But really, you're just fucking dirty as fuck. Take a bath.
0: Clean up the dead people on your streets, first of all. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Get your shit together.
1: So many tribes lost 25 to 50 percent of their members shortly after being exposed to the white man with many more suffering from the illness and struggling to recover. In these weakened states, they were easy prey for settlers who quickly set out to convert their new captives to Christianity, because that's what's important. And one of the first acts was to cut out the two-spirits. Most two-spirit individuals were first forced to conform to the gender the colonizers deemed them to be. This meant cutting the long hair on the men and forcing women to wear dresses and female attire. Many two-spirit men suspected of homosexuality were killed. And those who refused to conform were either imprisoned, sold into slavery, or murdered and in order to protect their people, many two spirit individuals hid their identity, um which I'll just pause here, so a lot of it like <clears throat> what happened was because the colonizers were so angry at this these aggressions, you know um you know, so when tribes were trying to work out peace. The colonizers said, "Well, we just can't have these people around." So the 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 chief would be put in the situation where they have to decide, you know, what to do. Mm-hmm. So some chiefs imprisoned Two Spirit individuals to appease the white settlers, and others went to the Two Spirits and said, "Look, can you just do what they ask?" And so the Two Spirit individuals conformed on the outside in order to appease the white colonizers yeah they did that to save the tribe from being slaughtered Mm -hmm. by the white man which eventually happened anyways but you know you can't blame the chiefs for trying to save their people so the survivors of the raids the disease and bloody battles were institutionalized and forced to convert to christianity often at knife point. like literally they were forced to say that they were christians which i don't know how and what fucking world that makes sense like It's like me going around when I was a kid in Chicago and forcing people to pray with me and being like, see, this person's a Christian now. And the reality is they just wanted to keep playing basketball and they wanted this annoying 12-year-old to leave them the fuck alone. So they're like, sure, we'll say a three-minute prayer with you. We'll tell you that we're saved and we're joining your cult now and you leave us alone.
0: And then as soon as you leave, they're like, fuck that exactly they're like did (laughs) you see that fucking bit did you get that shit on snapchat
1: exactly like they're going home they're like you're not gonna believe what happened to me today this annoying group of fucking you know 12 year olds with dresses down to the floor came up to us accosted us told us we were going to hell and forced us to pray with them and i'm sorry for all the people in chicago that we terrorized (laughs) But anyways, so the traditions, practices, and histories of the Native Americans were all erased. The truth of the Two-Spirit Native was forgotten or hidden for almost 500
0: years. In the 1960s, the Red Power Movement began, and with it, a resurgence in Native American pride. As Indigenous people began to reclaim their history and their culture, the truth of the Two-Spirit identity came to light again. Gradually, an acceptance and understanding of two spirits spread across the nations. Of course, the colonial and offensive Euro t- uh, term "bradash" was still in use. As queer Native Americans began to gather and seek refuge again in their tribes, a new term for the four- third gender was needed. So as we said at the beginning of the episode, the term Two Spirits was adopted in 1990 and has only grown in more favor in the last 29 years. Once again, in the 500 tribes in America, many embrace their Two Spirit members and invite them to join them at their powwows and sacred ceremonies. Though it isn't to say that 500 years of institutionalized homophobia and transphobia doesn't die hard. There are still many battles to be won for all two-spirit individuals to truly reclaim their place. And I just need to say something. Mm -hmm. For everyone who thinks that you can just kill or hide away the homosexuals Mm -hmm. and they'll go away. Let me tell you that it's never going to happen because homosexuals aren't the one giving birth to more homosexuals. Queer people. I would
1: would say queer queer people
0: Queer people aren't the one giving birth to more queer people. Mm Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen. Like, we're not the ones making babies. Oh, you, I get
1: where you were going with that. Okay, I thought you were just... Just generalize me. You're saying, like, homosexuals aren't having right. homosexual babies. It's not happening. It yeah.
0: All you stray people, who are <laughs> definitely not listening to this podcast, mostly, yeah. are giving birth to queer people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not doing it. So, yeah, it's that's all, on you. It's
1: really your fault, to be honest. If we should be hating anyone for the widespread queer... Uh, queerness it's the straight people no but seriously though I mean with homo like there's more queer people now that are more fluid in their sexuality and their gender expression well, not the gender has anything to do with that but they're more fluid in their sexuality so maybe they are you know there are some queer people having queer babies but you're right the majority are coming mm-hmm. from um from straight people a lot of them are coming from straight Christians at least in America um <laughs> you can't you can't just gender Sexuality, our identities are more fluid than what we've been told. You can't put them in a box. You no, can't it's, confine them. You can't.
0: It's, it's not, you just can't.
1: You can't. When we see that all through history, throughout history, again and again, we see queer people start to come forward and rise and then someone comes along and says, Well that can't be but in every fucking culture in every part of the world, for all of history, we've had this. We've shown gender, identity, sexuality. They're not in one they're not in two boxes. We're always just like it has to be black or white, on or off, in or out. It's just not There's how it works. No.
0: Think of everything you can think of. Your mm. mind can work in so many different ways. Your mind can think of everything. You you like no two people are ex- the same. No pe- two people mm-hmm. think the same, even slightly. Yeah. There's no way you can say black or white. Like you said, yeah. it's just not how it works. It's just not
1: possible. I'm sorry. DNA, DNA alone, all the different DNA like every it's just single not person, possible.
0: Every single person on this planet has unique DNA. Yeah. Do twins have same DNA?
1: They have the most. I think they ident- identical twins have the same DNA, but uh, for twins like all though, the way
0: the same? I
1: thought it was all the way the same. Hmm. I think they're the only ones that have identical DNA. That's why they're used for a lot of like tests and studies.
0: Mm. But yeah, every single person has unique DNA. There's <laughs> no way that it's just one or the other. It just it just, just
1: can't. It's just not how life works. All you can do, you can hide it, you can beat it out of people not out of people you can beat people into, into silence yeah
0: into, into repressing hiding. them
1: yeah into conformity you can force things to look away but you can't force them to be the way that you want them to be you can only force the outside and eventually it's all going to come to the surface 500 fucking years later native americans were able to come together again and begin to find their voice and we're not even a fraction to where like not even close can't even say that we're close to close to close but at least now the first nations and native americans are able to meet they can again start the process. they can talk they can they can begin to re-piece together their histories and their identities and um you know we have to keep fighting for their right to do that but um <clears throat> you know that was 500 years later and one of the first issues that came back to the top was hey Um, We didn't always recognize two genders. So why the fuck are we still trying to do that? Um, And again, and again, like we said, homophobia, transphobia, it it dies hard. So um, there are there are two spirit individuals that and, you know, those who I'd use other terms to identify themselves that face pushback from their tribes that have been rejected from their tribes because they refuse to conform to, you know, one gender, but um, they're making progress. So we hope that understanding some of this history will make us aware of the sacred role that is meant for two-spirit persons, and that that this is not a title that can be claimed by someone from the outside. As we conclude, we should further explain that some debate whether being two-spirit has anything to do with gender at all. Some have argued that the concepts are completely separate. According to German anthropologist Sabine Lange, cross-dressing of two-spirit people was not always an indicator of gender identity. Lange believes the mere fact that a male wears women's clothing does not say something about his role behavior, his gender status, or even his choice of partner. On the other hand, many transgendered Native Americans have found an identity in the name two-spirit. This is not our debate to have. We only hope that we can all be free to express our gender, our sexuality, and our presence on earth in truth and authenticity.
0: We'll end this episode with the words of Lakota, Native rights activist and American Indian Movement co-founder Russell Means. In my culture, we have people who dress half man, half woman. Winkte, we call them in our language, if you are winkte... That is an honorable term, and you are a special human being, and among my nation and all Plains people, we consider you a teacher of our children and are proud of what and who you are. And
1: that's our episode for you, kids.
0: Hope you learned a lot.
1: Yeah, hope you learned a lot. I mean, there's a lot of good information in there. Um, your recommended resources, of course, is a 1491 by Charles Mann, Charles C. Mann. Also, there's 1493 and also Queer Indigenous Studies, Critical Interventions on Theory, Politics, and Literature, First Peoples, New Directions in Indigenous Studies by Quo, that's QWO Lee Driscoll. Um, and that's a much more technical, but if you like really, if you want to learn more about Queer Indigenous Studies, um, Quo Lee Driscoll, um, that's a that it's i I just pulled some pieces from there i have not read that myself but it was very well reviewed and it is written by a um, native american i don't know if they are two-spirit but it is written by a native american um and then of course you know if you just want some general information on what america was like before the white man check out charles c Mann's
0: information
1: um anything from you
0: No, that's it. Learn something. Do a little extra research. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Do this research on your end. This is something that um, I believe strongly in that you should take a little extra time. Um, You don't have to do much. You listen to this podcast while you're at work or however, Mm -hmm. pull something up on YouTube. Listen to it as you're working. Just give yourself a little more education because what you were taught in school – is the whitewashed version of what really happened?
1: Exactly. Yeah. And the thing we we talk we use the term emotional labor, and it's and as a queer person, you know what it's like to have the emotional labor of constantly having to educate straight people on what it's like to be queer. Now imagine the intersectionality of being a queer person and a queer person of color. And now you're constantly having to educate people. What's it like to be a person of color? What's it like to be queer? And what's it like to be a queer person of color? That's a lot of fucking talking, and people are tired of doing it so do your friends and your family a favor be a good ally and check out some shit yourself so people don't have to constantly explain things to you or listen to us because that's what we're here for
0: absolutely so uh stay queer
1: don't get a lobotomy you succulent sapphists. we love you our little allied hookers goodbye bye thanks for listening remember to subscribe and review wherever you are listening and follow us on social media at your queer story
0: like what you heard Want to share your story? Send us a voice message to add to the podcast from the Anchor app or at anchor.fm slash yourqueerstory.
1: And if you would like to support the work we do or get exclusive content, check us out on patreon.com slash yourqueerstory.
0: See you next week. Bye. Bye.